welcome everybody. How is everybody doing tonight? We are back with a Les Bros podcast. We're going to do a podcast today. <laughs> really? Uh, is that what we're going to do? That is what we're going to do. We're going to talk and uh, we're going to have a good time, I hope. Uh, but it would be very white of me to just have us sit here and talk uh, and not at least acknowledge what's going on in the world right now. Yes. Um, it's easy to gloss over from my privileged home, uh, from my lifestyle, and not you know just ignore a lot of things. But there are a lot of issues in this world. Yes. And none, I think, more magnified than this week, where we've seen that systems that have been set up in this country are broken. They've been broken from the beginning. Yes. Cops are not set to protect you. It was ruled in 2017, actually, by the Supreme Court that it is not in their job to protect you. Yes. That they are broken, and the only way to fix what's going on is probably going to be upheaval mm -hmm. uh, in one way or another. And Everyone, that's scary. If you have ever, if you have rights, if you're not a straight, cis, white male, and you have rights, it was got through riots and protests. Mm -hmm. Women's suffrage, ending of slavery, ending of segregation, uh, LGBT plus rights. That was all gotten through riot and rebellion. And the only way we have ever truly gotten change in this country is by proving that the government doesn't have the power, but the people do. And you can even go back further. And you can even say Taxation that this, this country was not, it was not founded uh, except on riots and yeah. fighting back. We were built on riots. But in the same thing, it is it is scary out there right now. There is an element of unknown that exists. There is You're a going feeling to protest. Please of be safe. feeling of this could all hit the fan in a way that we've never seen. Uh, I do hope that once this week is over, that life does not go back to normal. That we create a new normal in this world. What that is, I don't know. And honestly, I don't foresee this being just a weak thing. Well, I mean, yeah. Okay, but, I was going to say, I think it's going to last Most of these sort of things, you see the riot, the last few riots die down a bit. You don't hear the news coverage. And about a week later, now don't get me wrong, Ferguson went say, on I'm not whatever. hearing, I'm not looking at any of the news sources, but people are still talking about well, these. Yes. Because, like, these are important things that are happening to people around us. And the news, that, you know, a lot of it fed by the government, uh, like, fed money by the government... So, don't exactly trust them. Conspiracy theories with Christina today. Um, <laughs> Not conspiracy theories. News outlets aren't exactly going to tell you what you actually need to hear. They are going... They have their the own agenda. Says. Yes, they have Which, their own agenda from money. And at the, at the moment, their money is not coming from the people, but from the government. I would say it's more coming from private in individuals. Uh, Who are on the side of the government. <laughs> not always. This matter. Not, I mean, yes, in certain things, but I would argue, no, that, that more of them are individuals of private companies who sometimes align with the government when the government wants to align with them. Yeah. Uh, well, they're aligning right but now. They fight, but they fight and they throw billions and billions and billions of dollars to get them to line up with them, is more what I would say. But Fair we are here to talk um, about a lot more lighthearted things today. Yes, we're we don't want to be entirely We're going to give a podcast, but... If you can do anything to help people, do it. Go that may be that uh, may be just giving a few bucks. Yeah. If you have a couple of bucks to hand to help, there are many Donate, things out go there. Go to protest. Help out your black friends. Like you know, just 
help each other. It, that can sometimes just be standing up when you see something. Yes. Speaking. Uh, and just being whatever if, you if can. If you come from a place of privilege, use it because now is the opportunity. If you have a voice, speak it. Uh, and whatever way you can. Uh, because it doesn't matter what institution there is. If an institution looks down on someone in a negative way and you stay silent, even if you didn't do it, you are complicit. If um, you are not taking the side of the oppressed, you are taking the side of the oppressor. You value people's lives more than you value a building. Yes. Um, I believe that as humans, our job is always to help each other and show kindness when we can. And we should not sit back and be complacent. Mm -hmm. So now is the time to help and to use your voice. To segue out, uh, I know that's a very tough subject and we're going through a lot in this world, um, but uh, I hope everybody is staying safe right now and we're going to segue and have some fun in a podcast here. If you are going, sorry, real quick before we segue out, if you are going to protest, be prepared for things to get violent. Now, don't necessarily start violence, especially if you're white, because that will go back on um, black and brown people more than it will go back on you. Um, but be prepared, you know, bring a first aid kit, um, bring a tear gas solution, bring what you need, be prepared. Have you seen the, some of the videos of the Hong Kong pro protest? Mm -hmm. Then they have the umbrellas up to block the tear. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. they would also throw them back. Yeah, the, anyway, just, just an entertainment value. I mean, it's horrific, but also watching some of the ingenious things that people came up oh, with yeah. in this. There, um, I saw like a solution online. There's of course the solution to use when it gets in your face, but there's also a solution that if you have heat resistant gloves and you have like a big enough container, you if you put the solution in there and then if they throw tear gas containers, pop it in there real quick and it neutralizes it completely. Also, I saw that if you put like a traffic cone over it, it'll like uh, slow the rise of the smoke and whatever, and it'll give more time for people to run off and run away. Be there's safe. Always things. Be safe. Uh, how are you, Christina? <laughs> um, the world sucks, but I guess I'm healthy, so there's that. <laughs> True. Uh, as of the of our podcast, when we do have the Twitch stream online, uh, and we do have it up this week, no, no issues it seems like, uh, always feel free to post comments, questions, anything yeah. in there, and we will either try to answer or bring them up or talk about them. Uh, it's part of why we like to do this uh, and just be able to talk to people in the same sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. <sighs> So, Christina, <laughs> this week, what have you What media am I consuming? Oh, gosh. Your media belly with. That's a better description than last week. I what was like, I need to say if I'm feeling like my holes again. Um, what media is just coming in so fast that you can't hold it down? Okay, so since we just got off a serious subject, I'm going to start with something serious too, and then I'll go into the more lighthearted things. But I, uh, last night, just started reading Stone Butch Blues, which I don't know if you know anything about Stone Butch Blues. I know um, nothing. Okay, so it's a book written in the 90s by Leslie... Crap, I don't remember her last name. I'm so sorry. Um, Leslie, Leslie something. <laughs> Leslie. Um... And she's a lesbian, and she identifies as butch, and it's a fictional story, but it's based on a lot of realism, and it's just to show, like, gender confusion and uh, gender identity, and also the way that we treat people and, like, how it was for her living in the 90s. And she actually had a great quote, and I don't have it memorized. Can I look at my phone to read this quote? Because it's a good quote. 
<laughs> Do you mind? Do you want to come back think, to that on it? No, I think it's an important quote that okay. needs to be read. It's All like, right. I have it right here. Um, okay. You want to come forward if you... Yeah. So. Okay. Let me just... That um, might get edited out of the podcast. In the yeah, hood. it's fine. Okay. Um, this is like... She, so she wrote it in the 90s, um, or was published in the 90s. I think she wrote it in the 90s, too. And then later, she comes back, and she's writing something else with it, and she says, I'm typing these words as June 2003 surges with pride. What year is it now as you read them? What has been won? What has been lost? I can't see from here. I can't predict. But I know this. You are experiencing the impact of what we in the movement take a stand on and fight for today. The present and the past are, tra- are the trajectory of the future, but the arc of history does not bend towards justice automatically. As the great abolitionist Frederick Douglass observed, without struggle, there is no progress. And I feel like that's very fitting this week. And especially because I'm only like 20 pages in because it's heavy and it's going to take me a while to read this, I can tell. Because like already, if you decide to read it, um, it's like it's a great show for uh, lesbians and butches and anyone who struggles with gender identity or sexuality. It's a it's um, a pivotal part of our history, but I haven't read it before because it's. I've always been told that it's really heavy, and I'm like 20 pages in, and there's already been several mentions of rape and suicide, and they talk about what the cops did to them when they would go into bars and raid them because you know until until 2003 it was still illegal to be gay. So even though this takes place largely in the 90s, um, you know they would still get raided, and then the cops would do horrific things to them. And yeah, but that's what I'm reading this week. I don't have too much to say on it yet because I'm only 20 pages in. Um, so we'll get your review once you read all of it. Yeah. Yes, probably a couple weeks from now uh, in fair. Pride Month. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I'm watching a lot more lighthearted things though. Well, some of them. Um, I watched. I'm watching Control Z. I was like, you know what? I'm in the mood for something new, but I'm not gonna watch anything that anyone's been suggesting to me. Instead, I'm why gonna- would you? Why would you? <laughs> the, I mean, outside of when you sat down and watched Community, that's the only thing that I recommended to you that you watch. I guess you watched The Box because I, I watched The Box. You were gonna let me watch EZA, but you didn't give me that, so I didn't watch that. You didn't mention it again. It's I like forgot. on TV every yeah. day. Well, I don't have cable, sir. Well. I have streaming services that don't have that movie. Um, well, you guys recommended anime, and I didn't want to watch anime. Um, both you and John were, like, recommending me these animes, and I was like, um, maybe later. John recommended you a live-action show. Oh, that, I thought that was an anime. No, Hunters. Okay, I guess I was just getting confused, because you were recommending me an anime called Hunter Hunter. Yeah. Okay, I, I was I was getting it mixed action. up. Okay, well, oops. It's so, got Al Pacino in it. Ah, <laughs> isn't he dead? The moment when Christina does not know if people are alive or dead. <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry Control to Alpacino. <laughs> I thought you were dead. Okay, so Control Z. Um, it takes place in Spain, I think, but it's dubbed over. And um, for some reason, Netflix always recommends me like Spain TV shows, Spanish TV shows, and they're like, hey, this will be interesting for you. And I'm like, okay. Um, I think probably because there's a lot of LGBT characters. It's a very serious show, so I haven't finished it. Um, only can focus for so long. Um. Yes. Yeah. Um, but basically it's like psych in the, it's not like lighthearted at all, but it's psych in the fact that the main character observes things and she notices things, but then it's also like pretty liars because there's a lot of blackmail in it. And, um, basically someone hacked into the school's Wi-Fi to get all these information on these students and is now like spreading their, uh, secrets all around the school. And um, it's just really interesting to watch as it unfolds. Yeah. <laughs> I 
don't. I can't say anything else without saying spoilers. So I'm just, just. It's fun to watch. You know. All right. It's super serious, but it's fun. Um. That works. <laughs> a lot of secrets. A lot of stuff happening. And then I'm also rewatching Avatar: The Last Airbender. I think I talked about that last yeah, week. Yeah, I mentioned last week. And yeah, um, that's Nazi a that's a con- yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a continuation. Uh, still continuing with pretty much everything else. The only thing that I really I was watching it before, and I've talked about it on a podcast before, but now it's more upfront because I was like I ditched it for a little bit as I watched other stuff, and now I'm like okay, time to go back to this. The Good Place. We'll, we will get into the good place. <laughs> we, will. we will get into the good place. I'm there. on season three. Sean, Sean watched it all on Monday. Like, watched Spoiler all four alert. seasons. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Sean watched all four seasons on Monday. And he was like, have you gotten to this character yet? Because they remind me so much of you. And I was like, you know what? I don't think I have. So let me just go back to watching this real quick. See, I do listen to you. Let me just go back to watching this real quick. So that way, um, I can know which character you think is me. And listeners... He was right. <laughs> yep. I'm always right. Um, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I think that's all the like new stuff that I I'm mean, you also started your own playthrough of... <laughs> yes, that's media. Um, <laughs> yeah, today I started... My copy came in earlier this week, and I was so disappointed because it came in right as I went to go to work. A copy of what, Christina? Final Fantasy VII Remake! That was loud! <laughs> I just want to point out that... A little over a month ago, Christina had no idea what Final Fantasy was and did not have an interest. And in one month, I've gotten her interested in it. And yeah. this might be my single greatest accomplishment in my life. See, I do listen to you. You can't say that I don't. That's fair. Uh, I just have to make sure you fall in love with the ladies. Already there. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I ordered my copy. We were playing earlier this week. And I was like, you know what? I think I need my own copy. Or I think it was last week. So then I ordered it. And it came in earlier this week right as I went to go to work. And then I've just been working. So I haven't been able to play it. But then I was able to finish the first chapter today. I played for an hour because I'm slow. Um, I think it was. We were playing. Uh, and there's a point in one of the chapters. I think it's chapter 9 where you have a lot of decisions. Uh, and I talked about how I had to play through it multiple times to get a lot of stuff and things yeah. like that. And so a lot of decisions, and we did we did the quick and easy decisions yeah. on our playthrough, uh, which is up will be up on YouTube.com slash Lesbro Games yeah. or Lesbro's Gaming. Lesbro's Gaming. Lesbro's Gaming. Uh, and uh, the uh, so you didn't get to see a lot of that, and no. so you wanted. To I'm going. Get yeah, I want to go through and like complete all the side quests on my own because for our to. playthrough we were skipping that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you decided, when I asked you if you wanted to do side quests from the first bunch, which doesn't affect, uh, uh, you get the best dress no matter what on that, right. whether you do those or not, uh, uh, and then you get to choose the others. But yeah, so she didn't get to see some of those, so it'll be fun to see her yeah. getting some of the fun things played through it and getting yeah. to see some of the other sides on it. I'm uh, excited. So cool. Uh, Already seeing my wife on screen, because of course she's like in the very beginning and I love her. Uh, so... My love for Earth will not I Anything else or am I on to me now? Mm, I think we can move on to you. Okay. Uh, this week I actually consumed a lot of random media. Um, I uh, Obviously I continue, I'm continuing working through my second playthrough of Final Fantasy VII as I'm trying to complete hard mode. Yes. I'm now to 75%. I have five trophies to go. Way to go, Sean. So I am, I am motoring along. I finished through chapter... I'm working through chapter 14 right now of hard mode. Uh, so once I get that, well, my maybe my second greatest accomplishment will be platinum Final <laughs> Fantasy VII remake. All of Sean's greatest accomplishments involve Final Fantasy VII remake. Yes, yes they do. Um, 
happens. I, um, so I, I continue playing that. I didn't really do a whole lot of other video game play in this week aside from Final Fantasy when I could, because I was watching some other stuff. Uh, we'll get to the thing you mentioned that I watched all of Monday, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, um, I checked out uh, last night, I started and tried to watch Space Force. You know, it's being billed as, uh, you know, they're trying to advertise it as the next office. And it was, you know, it's got uh, Steve Carell, Lisa Kudrow, um, Ben Schwartz, John Malkovich. It's got a, just a tremendous cast. Uh, and, and and I was like, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm, I don't have a lot of faith in Netflix originals. I think I stated that last week on the podcast. Yeah. Talking about that. I just don't have much faith in Netflix originals. Uh, I don't think, I, I think they've got the problem is they don't have a lot of oversight. They don't have a lot of people telling them that, hey, maybe you should refine this idea, this idea here. And the, it ends up, you have a lot of good ideas that don't always get fully fleshed out in a lot of the stuff. Um, I watched two and a half episodes. I fell asleep in the third episode last night. I maybe chuckled once in the first two episodes. Oh, God. It's not funny. It's not and it's not like, and I thought, oh, maybe they'll try to play it, when they try to play it serious, it's just, I, I may try to watch more, because, you know, I don't like leaving things hanging unless it's just like, I, I it's really, really, like, <laughs> awful, and even then I usually try to finish things, because I, you know, it's a good habit to finish things and not leave things, but it's, I was super underwhelmed by the first season, or at least the first few episodes of it, and, you know, I... I've heard bad reviews on it overall by a lot of people, but I hadn't, like, I didn't look, check out reviews until I watched a couple of episodes, and, like, it's just bland. Yeah. Uh, and there, It kind of looks like it, it would be. Yeah, like it just... there's no charm. And this is coming off the, the you know, this, uh, during this quarantine, the, the comedies and things like that I've watched, I've watched all of Parks and Rec and all of Good Place, and those are some of the most charming Shows that just have lots of charm, and you care immediately. You care about the characters, yeah. Uh, and that's a Michael Schur special. Uh, you care about those characters, and I cared zero about any of these. Steve Carell's character is kind of an ass, but in like this military uppity way. Not in that, a fun way. Uh, yeah, and immediately I'm just like, okay, I don't, I don't. Ha you haven't given me some reason to care about this character. Like he gets, he gets his finally gets his to head a branch of the uh, military and it's the Space Force and, and you're like, oh, maybe I'm going to feel for him. Nope, he's just kind of an ass. Mm. Ben Schwartz's character is like tweeting uh, for him and he gets, it's not particularly funny, uh, which is sad. Tweeting? Tweeting. Okay, for a second, like you said tweeting and for some reason I imagined a D instead of a T, like imagine like a tweed jacket and like I'm tweeting. just making a tweed jacket No, tweeting. Which, you know, I was excited because I'm like, hey, the guy who plays John Ralphio or Sonic the Hedgehog, he's pretty <laughs> funny. He's barely in the first episode, so maybe it gets, again, maybe there's some other funnier things. Maybe I'll report a few weeks and be like, you get through those first couple of episodes and it gets good, but... I was super disappointed uh, uh, in, in the first I was, like, low-key thinking about it. I wasn't really probably going to watch it, but I was low-key thinking about it. But, Sean, you put the nails in the coffin, yeah, I, so... Yeah, I would not really... Yeah. At this point, really say no. There's no... So I, I've got better things, things to, watch to watch, yeah. Starting I'm already watching, like, series. 12 other things. Uh, the other thing I started, and I'm excited to keep watching, I just... I, I, I feel like I can't binge it, because it just, like, it, the episodes you want to really think, is I started watching Midnight Gospel, uh, which is Pendleton Ward's new show... Uh, I think in a podcast we briefly mentioned and talked about that, like, Pendleton Ward, after Adventure Time, said he was never going to make another show. Uh, 
but he's made you know he made this show that's based off of this podcast that brings on the guests and has the host talk uh, and they talk about a lot of things. And the first episode takes he goes to different earths basically and interviews people and and they have conversations and it's in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. Yes, but I watched the that discussion episode. is all about drugs mm-hmm. uh, and and use like that. They don't talk about the zombie apocalypse. They at all. do. That's it's the thing. The very beginning. They no, do they that. do at the end. Like it all ties into that. The yeah. zombie apocalypse is drug rule. Like being a zombie is a drug. And like yeah. it's super smart. It's super interesting. Like I'm pretty sure. Like like I am mean like all the process, but there's some great things like talking about it. Like the the doctor they have on, he refers to drugs. He's like, there's no such thing as a good or a bad drug. It's just how the chemical balances with you in the situation. Yes. Uh, and I found that very interesting. Uh, I mean, and, you know, true. You, you yeah. know, talking, the guy talking, uh, the host is talking about, like, different drugs and different things that he's done and, and, and at parties. And, you know, the, the doctor's like, I've, not, I've barely done anything. You know, I've just studied this sort of stuff. And, like, the, the balance they have in it and the animation is just so cool. And I've only heard that the show gets better. And, like, if the first episode was that interesting to me and uh, that unique like i've never seen a, a show quite like that like it still has kind of the adventure time style the way everything looks but it's animated completely different because there's no repeated frames like it's just it was very cool to watch and a very unique idea to take because it's like oh you know you're sitting there like uh, another zombie apocalypse and i like how the beginning is like well we're in the zombie apocalypse I don't really want to talk about that. Want to talk about drugs? Sure. <laughs> like, sure. Like, and they're going through this apocalypse, and there's this, like, couple that's, like... Yeah, and, and and this lady's birth. pregnant, yeah. yeah. And, birth, like, it, and, it, and they'll acknowledge things that are going on, talk about things, but it's it's always keeping with the content that was in the podcast originally, and they're talking through the, what was this podcast. And it's honestly probably, uh, as we sit here podcasting, <laughs> the best form of podcast you're ever going to get. Animated by Pendleton Ward... In a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> we can only hope to become to that level. Uh, We're never going to get there. That is, it, it's exceptional. And so I'm very excited to continue watching that because uh, I've heard it dives into a lot of really deep and cool things. Cool. All right. The um, big thing I watched. Okay. So Time for some conversations. We finished, we finished podcasting on Sunday. Uh, and we had, we had issues. We had technical stuff. I was frustrated. Not in the greatest of moods. And dealing with a little bit of my own mind and went through my own little existential crisis. What do I do when I do an existential crisis? I binge watch something. And usually that something ties very importantly and I need to to think and I need to sit through something. So I booted up The Good Place. Now, I had seen two seasons plus the first three episodes of season three up to this point. So I'd, I'd watched all that and loved it. But it was week to week uh, on on television. It's hard for me to keep up on a lot of it. Because uh, right. I worked Thursdays the day uh, when they, they ran and I just I didn't have time to always you keep worked? up. What a surprise. Surprise, you know, especially with these last few weeks. Um, but I um, so I, I sat down and I watched I think it's 61 episodes, 60, 61 episodes in about a 36 hour period. <laughs> Uh, you know, very few breaks, a little bit of a sleep here and there, but I just sat down and I watched. Um, and the, uh, uh, point in all of it was, uh, I sat down and I watched and I don't think there is a smarter dumb show that has ever existed than The Good Place. Valid. Uh, 
I mean, they have dumb jokes where you have Nicole, Nicole Mankid is a name in it. Uh, Any joke that Jason makes. Uh, yeah, which, <laughs> but the depth that exists and the brilliance that they bring topics forward in easily understandable ways. Oh, yeah. I'm dumb, but I understand about, what's it happening. It makes everything so great. I mean, season one is a facing of a moral imperative. Uh, yeah, season one's so good, and yeah, I just, I love that one, especially because it's like, I love, obviously, the moral questions to bring up, and they talk about it more later as mm-hmm. we go on, but I just, I love that thought, and especially as you go on, it comes um, from less, the, like, the takes on it are just very good. Sometimes mm-hmm. when you watch, like, shows that are all about, like, philosophy, you're like, okay, I don't, you're coming from a place of privilege, so I don't think you actually understand some of this stuff. Um... But then the way they take about this is that, one, you can always grow and become a better person as long as you have love and support with you from your friends and your loved ones. And I love that. Um, and that's their take in the second season is that with the others, with them, they can continue and grow and love. The, um, they take that step even a little further yes. for season four. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep as spoiler-free uh, okay. as I can because I know you haven't watched it. Season four. But the, the, you are correct. The over, then, overarching theme yes. of the whole show is that people can get better. It's, yeah, and it's, and like, it's dependent on the love and support that we have, though. No, not even 100% on it. It's depending on how you get in the situations and how you, and the idea, and you'll, you'll see in season four. Okay. That they take it a step further. They go, yeah, you know, in certain situations on that, but the more of this is, in a lot of it is, with time, everyone will get it right. Okay. And the idea is, and, and the idea is, with time, everyone, and with time, and with the ability, and changing the surrounding, and scenery... Eventually, if you're learning and everything, that you will eventually figure it out, and that's the premise they have on it. Uh, um, and I think, especially uh, without going to, uh, they don't go into necessarily a huge. Uh, uh, they don't have a huge worldview on it. They right. just kind of they blend a lot of stuff in it. You know, from the beginning they talk about you know, well, who got it right? Well, you know. Buddhists got a little bit right. Christians, Everybody Muslim, got a little, bit. little bit right. The only Except one for Doug really Doug, yeah, Which, Doug Have you gotten to the Doug Forsett episode? I did, yeah. That is... <laughs> what a what an... Ex- okay, my thing with the Doug Forsett episode though, is, though, is that... Um, okay, so Tahani did not get into the good place because, yeah, she did all these great things, but her reasoning for doing them was not good. Doug Forsett does all of this stuff that he does, and he says he doesn't want to lose points. He constantly, like, at one point he steps on a snail and he's like, oh, I'm going to lose so many points. I'm going to lose points for these. I'm not going to be able to get into the good place. For Because he's doing all these stuff because he wants to get into the good place, therefore, if we go by the Tahani logic, he's not going to get into the good the, place no matter what, which I already know he's not going to because they talked about it. The, the, difference, but, the difference in this, the difference in this is Doug is doing it in an uber, unbelievably selfless way. Tahani, everything she did was for herself. Yes. And so, like, yes. And a lot of it is, you know, the ripple effect. And then they expand upon that, so the two on there. That's true. They do have a different, like, um, Tahani does kindness for show, whereas Doug does kindness to make himself feel better. And the thing about Tahani is she does, the, the, the way they bring up with Tahani is a lot of it is they balance the, well, if I'm doing, I'm doing good things. But I'm not a good person. And that's the balance you get at. Because Tahani, everything she does, she does it with an air of malice. With an yes. air of hate. With, uh, to a, a backhanded compliment. Yeah, backhanded, passive everything passive aggressive. A social status to elevate. I'm going to name drop all these people because yes. I am the best. And it is a very... Whereas when Doug Forsett does something and he does a, a, a little thing like that, it is... 
yes, it is with the goal of I'm going to reach the afterlife, uh, but it also is I have to do this and things like that. Where Tahani is a I deserve this. I have another there. And again, Tahani, Tahani learns, and when you get to the end of Tahani's story, she is a very, very different character. Yes. Uh, uh, so much so that it's just it, it, one of the the balances because. Uh, in season two, they're in the afterlife, and they keep having because they are foiling right, they, they the plans. They are being rebooted yes. and reset it. Uh, and when they finally get to the season three characters, where they don't get reset again ever, yeah, uh, they're again. now on Earth. They're not. They're, well, we, they said they don't get reset again. You see a balance of where if you start in a place of friendship and you can build from that. Yes, uh, is how Tahani grows. But I think. To basically end uh, your your mind, I think there's a big enough difference on it between all of it. Yes, uh, there is a there is a selfish nature to it, but it is a different attitude when it comes yes. towards it. And that other thing is, you know, uh, the difference That's between a difference that. between being like, I am so great, I raised all these money for orphans, and somebody going, here is all of my money for orphans, yes. and that is, the, I think, the difference. And even yes. though it hasn't, it has a selfish nature on it, so. That but is that, true. I, I get what you're saying there. But that, that's, that's the thing great thing about the show is it doesn't ever tell you which way or which idea is right. It presents the idea, presents it, it shows you moral philosophy, uh, and it lets you kind of look well, at it and decide on it. And we're going it. through the thing, neither of them are right because neither of them get into exactly. a good well, place. Yes. Well, because nobody got in for 500 years and, and only so much further, but... Yes, you got, <laughs> you, you'll have to see that they... they, they uh, because the idea, the idea is that Nobody can do good because every action has a ripple effect. No, uh, no, uh, no, what is it? No ethical consumption under capitalism. Yeah, or even anywhere, like, because, right. yeah, and any decision, any decision in life has a ripple effect. And that ripple effect, eventually, if you go far enough, you will, no matter how good you or anything you did, and this is a philosophy concept, an idea, no matter how good, eventually, your action will hurt someone. I don't like that idea. And that Sean. is an idea, and that balance of it. And you, if you look far, it's like the idea of uh, they, they bring up at the end of it. They go, "Well, he got he got negative five hundred points for buying a tomato because that tomato was grown right. by migrant workers." You know, and, yeah. And they should like, like a, someone in the fifteen yeah. hundreds who bought a dozen roses for a grandma, yeah. and then someone in modern age who bought a dozen roses for their grandma, and how different it was. Uh, and, this guy got like. A couple of points, not many, but a couple of points. This one lost points because of the because the, he bought it using a cell phone, which was made by uh, exploited immigrant workers. Um, getting the roses delivered left a carbon footprint. Yeah, and it just shows that the world is more complicated than what it used to be in the past, and that with mm -hmm. time, our viewpoints of what we consider good and evil mm -hmm. should evolve too. Exactly, and so I think that's, At least that's the way I read it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do think that is exactly the way to read it. That, but I think also it is saying that we start, at, and I think they bring it up and say, you know, back then we're like, oh yeah, whatever, and things like that. But they were still, the ripple effects of that do exist. They just are starting to figure them out later, so they can't change, retroactively change points. And that's, yes. uh, obviously there's also, there's some great things later on about uh, immortality, the idea of living forever. I'm not there uh, <laughs> Yeah, the idea of, 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 eventually you get bored. If you're ever eventually your paradise, eventually is you'll be bored. Fair. If, if you don't change yeah. things up, yeah, eventually yeah. you're gonna get bored. I mean, yeah, yeah, and that, that, that I'm like, which you'll get to that, and, and, uh, yeah, and the finale <laughs> is amazing. One of my favorite parts about the show, though, is like a lot of times when you see characters grow, they don't grow so much as they just they change completely, and the only thing that really stays the same is the actor and the name, and it's like this is a completely new character, like they are completely different. 
And while we do see the characters grow and learn, they are still at their core. Chidi, Jason, Tommy, mm-hmm. Eleanor. One of my favorite parts is like, um, okay, so I'm only so far, but they go to meet with the judge and they're in the IHOP, but they're in the conference meeting and like uh, Chidi took a step forward and he became the like a butterfly. Yeah, he became like a little butterfly thing. And then he's like talks about the realities that he saw. And then um Michael was like, oh, yeah, we've all seen the time knife. Continue with what you were saying. And he's like, yes, what I was saying, I saw the time knife. And then he continues. Like, if we see him, he still has that moment of anxiety, in which I fucking love that part. It just cracked me up so Characters much. He still has this, stay. like, moment of anxiety, but, like, it's different than season one. We would have seen him have a major, longer freak out about seeing the time knife. Yeah, people, uh, <laughs> characters grow, which is yes. honestly rare in sitcoms. And, uh... While Good Place is a little different when it comes, it's a little bit of sci-fi, a little bit of serious, a little bit of sitcom, it's all there, but I don't think I've seen a show with character growth quite like it. Oh. Uh, because, and one of the things they, they, they made sure is, um, first of all, they wanted shorter seasons. They wanted uh, shorter shorter seasons, which is what they, they I, think, I think the longest season is 14 episodes, it might be 13. Mm-hmm. I think it's 14, I think 14 is the longest, but yeah, they, they aren't long seasons. They're half seasons, uh, and uh, uh, I listen to the Good Place the podcast, so I know I get a lot of the behind the scenes, and it's really interesting because it's a very interesting show. But one of the things that they made a requirement in season one is that every four episodes should be a se- season ender. Okay. So, for example, the big twist at the end of season one: holy forking shirt balls! <laughs> this, this is the, the bad, bad place. place. Yeah. Uh, is that would be in a normal sitcom. Spoilers. And, yeah, spoil. Sorry, we will spoil some of this place for anybody out there. If you're, if you're not, if you haven't watched season it's one, a, we're going to spoil a lot more than that. Season one is six years old now. Seriously, like, been that long? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that would that that the they would have kept an average sitcom or an average show would have tried to keep that that idea of this is the bad place probably for three to four seasons before actually revealing it and yeah. they do it at the end of season one because they like they wanted to have that big season ender and big change every four episodes to keep things fresh so every four episodes something big happens and they change four years show. old sir and the season finale was last year it was four so it's almost five years at least uh september 19th 2016 okay so almost four years but still <laughs> it's been four years old it's been on netflix yeah it's been out a while and uh, you know, it, six years sounded too long for me. I couldn't deal with big that's metal. That's fair. Um, well, I mean, I was going by Jeremy Baramies, so oh, know. Jeremy Baramies, it's valid. actually, it's actually <laughs> three point. Oh, what is it? Uh, Nine point six one Jeremy Baramies. <laughs> Jeremy Baramies. <laughs> Which I love that. I highly recommend if you watch the show, going and listening to Good Place the podcast. Okay, they go I, episode I by episode with a, either a, a writer, a producer, a set designer, a creator, a director, or an actor on the show. Yeah. Uh, and they talk about it. Uh, and Jeremy Baramy is a way they tell the timeline. And right. Because like, they, they, they spend 300 plus years in the Jeremy afterlife. Because they spend 300 plus lines in the afterlife. Uh, afterlife, but no time passes on Earth, right. and trying to explain that. And so, when they, they the writers' room was sitting down, well, how do we explain this? And so, apparently, the writers broke up into two groups, and they were trying to the uh, they were trying to uh, come up with an idea. And they split up, and one group comes back in, and just on a card it says Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy is what it says. <laughs> and apparently, one of the writers was just like, "What if we did Jeremy, Jeremy?" And they're like, "What? What if timeline was like this?" <laughs> 
and then they decided to make it a little funnier and rhymey, and they Jeremy, did Jeremy Bear Me, which is, you know, you, you're right here. Well, what's, what's the dot? Well, how can I explain that? Well, it, it's Tuesdays. It's Tuesdays. But it's also July, and sometimes it's never. <laughs> right. Sometimes... It's not nothing. <laughs> I just I love how the good place they say the most ridiculous things in the most serious of voices and like they in the most serious of tones because like it's Michael who says them the most because you know he's a demon from the afterlife so he says all this sorts of weird shit always with like the most serious composure and I love it. It cracks me up. I think, <laughs> yeah, I mean the fact that they pulled and said they pulled Kristen Wiig was the first person they got and she really wanted to work with Ted Danson. And so, That's... not Kristen Wiig, sorry, Kristen Bell. I was going to say, I Kristen don't think Bell. that's I Kristen, Kristen Wiig. I said the wrong Kristen there. I apologize. Chris, Kristen Bell. We're going to confuse me, Sean. I am, yeah, Kristen Bell. I, I, my brain can't do names all the time. There's too many Kristens in the world. There are a lot of Kristens. Uh, Kristen Bell. They got Kristen Bell and they had, uh, they, had, they had her on and she really, she had just recently worked with Ted Danson a few years back and they're actually really close friends. Like they apparently, they like hang out, their families hang out and things like that. And, uh. Uh, she really wanted to work with Ted Danson, and, and that's who Michael Schur was looking at to be the character. And so they got Ted Danson on board, uh, and he hadn't done a TV show in a while, obviously. And uh, at the end of season two, when he gets behind a bar for the first time, because his famous role, a character was in Cheers, where he was a bartender, okay. and he had said, I will never, ever shoot a bartender scene ever again. And they got him behind the bar for one more <laughs> scene. That's why that was really big in my okay. <laughs> so, uh But getting a guy like Ted Danson, who is just a delight. He's a wonderful person from all accounts, everything on that. Like, ev- nobody has a bad thing to t- say about Ted Danson. Um, I've seen some, like, behind-the-scenes content in season one, behind-the-scenes of season one, there was him doing the candy flash, you know, the, like, backpack that's, kid. No, that's not season one, that's season four. No, that's, no, no, this was com- behind-the-scenes. No, they no, were teaching him how to. Yeah, that's season four at Comic-Con, and they taught him. No, it was because he does it in season, oh, season three. three. Sorry, season three at Comic Con. That was the behind the scenes of season three at Comic Con. I've seen, I know the video exactly. Okay, well, they taught him how, and then I liked how it was like in the show too. I like, I yeah. thought they taught him how, and then it there. No, that was, okay. was Comic Con. Either way, he just does it like yeah. so randomly, and I'm like, okay. What are you doing? I'm trying to do. I'm doing the backpack kid dance. <laughs> There's a lot of, a lot of absolutely brilliant things that are said sometimes in the dumbest way, and that's what makes it great. Um, they have just so many, shit. Uh, so many good actors come on to like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, and Michael Schur is, is considered one of the absolute best in Hollywood. And when Michael Schur asks for something, uh, people want to work with him. Right. Actors want to work with him. That's why he's always able to carry over actors. You know, uh, 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 Mark, is it Mark William Jackson? The guy who plays Sean. I think it's Mark William Jackson. Uh, he was on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine Michael with Michael Shears, Shears, who yeah. that. He was on that. He's been on a lot of things, but like nothing but good things. Everyone wants to work with him. Right. And so when Michael, uh, I think it was Kristen Bell said it in one of them, was said, when Michael Shure calls, you listen. Uh, you know, and you you are interested. And like, you know, it, it, pulling in people who don't like to do necessarily, don't or don't do TV shows as often anymore, uh, was it, it is just impressive. Uh, yeah. And, and they're, the, the cameos are always great. Uh, uh Adam Scott playing the absolute reverse of his character from Parks and Rex is, is absolutely amazing. He's he's Trevor. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know who we're in, talking in, about. In, 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 Par- yeah. in Parks and Rex, he is, like, he is like the... He's... 
He is basically you in, in Parks and Rec. Like I know. I, I've seen the Gissets and I relate to him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, he, I've seen the Treat Yourself episode. Um, I have, I've watched a little bit of Parks and Rec. I've not ever watched all of it. But I saw the Treat you Yourself episode where he just like, he's like, to treat myself, I'm buying a Batman costume. And I was like, oh my god, that is me. Uh, yeah, he, he is, he's Mr. Moral. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But in this, he's a demon, and, yeah. and it's talking about dropping a deuce. The steak's gonna be a great dump later on. You know, that's his line. You know, or what? I'm fucking low. Yeah. Uh, but the show. I love all the different Janets too, like the good place Janet, the Darcy Carden is really good at oh, acting. Oh, oh, for sure. Like the episode where they're all Janets just cracks me up. She is. She is fantastic, uh, and she plays things very great. Um, I know is that uh, I can sing praises about this show, but honestly, the, you know, the best thing about it is that it never takes long enough to try to feel stale. Right. Nothing ever feels stale because they are always moving. And, and, and I know the cast crew always talk about it's like that thing we just did in five minutes of that episode. That could have been a whole season, but we yeah. do it and we do it in this. But it doesn't every... feel too fast paced. Like you don't no. know what's happening. Exactly. And it feels real because a lot of it yes. and, and like you said it moves on it doesn't like stick with like you know the same thing for multiple seasons because that was my word when I finished season one and season two wasn't quite on Netflix yet it was going to be soon but it wasn't on Netflix yet and I finished season one and she's like this is the bad place and I was like how were they going to do that without um completely and then Sean was like oh we'll just erase their minds and I was like okay so we're just gonna see a same thing of season one but for season two it's just gonna be the, the same rewind thing. Up, and the reboot episode 802 um, reboots and one of which she was uh soulmates with Tahani yep this is your soulmate Tahani she's, she's also a soulmate so with fucking, a goat I think yeah, she's so f***ing by in that show like it cracks me up oh yeah she's like am I into Tahani <laughs> I know I think, I'm into Tahani. A, I think it's in season four when Tahani says uh, talks about how hot Eleanor is <laughs> it's, it's, it's very funny and the, the growth of characters uh, she like she's listing all these like characters in season one, like all the attributes of those characters, and then she like mentions you know Jason. She mentions herself in one sentence. She mentions Judy in one sentence, and then she does like five different descriptors for Tawny, and she's like, side note, I think I might be legit into Tawny, and it just it cracks me up. And there's just there's simple things that they do uh, consistently uh, that make the characters real. Jason's love of the Jacksonville Jaguars is one of the funniest jokes. And you probably don't get a lot of them because you aren't as much into football as I've been in in my life. <laughs> Some of the jokes are so, so funny. The the In season four, uh, Jason, I, I hate to break this to you, but the Jaguars have cut Blake Bortles. No! They signed someone named Nick Foles. This is... I'm so sorry. This is... He won a Super Bowl! So, and he's hurt, because he's always hurt. He's It's so funny. I will take your word on I know nothing about sports, so... That, the, uh, and uh, I realized that Jason's strategy is my strategy in video games. Just Molotov throwing Molotov cocktails. cocktails. <laughs> yeah, uh, anytime we're playing the last of shots, like, you a Molotov cocktail, and I'm like, do Just burn it down. Just burn it down. <laughs> He's like, just burn it. I mean, I'm like, um, my favorite part, season three, they're in the bar, and Eleanor has realized that they're all demons, and they're like, okay, what's our escape plan? And he just pulls out a Molotov cocktail, and they're like, how did you make that so fast? Because it took him, like, two seconds. And then he goes to throw them, and the demon's like, uh, one of them quickly grabs it and, like, puts it in the beer, and the other, like, grabs, uh, like, muffles him, and just, I 
love that. They're like, how did you make that? You so had some bad? of the best moments, though. The, whenever in, in whenever two, I have a problem, I make a Molotov cocktail, and then I have a completely different problem <laughs> immediately. You have, you've gotten to the back when it's revealed uh, uh, that uh, who his dad is. Oh, yeah, Donkey, donkey Dan. <laughs> donkey Dan. Donkey Dan is it's your, your father? father? Yes. <laughs> That that episode's really funny, but there's just you can call me Donkey thing- Dad. I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh my goodness, the show is is brilliant, and as I said, we are just glowingly going to talk about it. Yeah, I, a lot of this episode so is just fun. me talking about my thing it, when but- it comes to media is I just like to have fun. Like you know, I don't think something necessarily has to be good to be good. I just want to have fun. But the thing about this one is I have fun, and it's still really good. Like on, actually, like on top of that, it makes you think. And yes. like, I'll leave an episode, and I will think about things. And so to go back to the beginning of this, I was in the middle of an existential crisis when I sat down. Like I right. don't know who I am, things like that. And it allows you to by watching this show, because usually I turn to sitcoms when I'm going through any form of it, and. Sitting down and watch this, I allowed me to think about a lot of things. And as we, we let off this show with a lot of serious issues in the world, and when I'm able to think of, a, you know, and go back to philosophical roots, but it's in a more fun way brought to me, it allows me to think through things that I'm struggling with in a great it's... way. And these characters are so real in the most fantastical way. And I think the one of the earlier podcasts we were talking about How I Met Your Mother and maybe Scrubs and all of these, and, and maybe even Friends, because I was talking about how we, much, we talk about how much I hate sitcom couples. Yeah, most of them are the worst. The, they are perfect in this show. They really, uh, Eleanor and Chihiri really uh, grow with each other. That and is so like, good, and, and all the other couples that show yes. up in it are great. And and, and <laughs> there's, there's a moment. There's a moment in season four where because Jason knows Janet. He does a he pulls something off and you're just like that is that is four years of build up and they built it perfectly that he did that I am yes. so happy um, and so like that's the thing is they build things up they create something that I really want to be a part of and watch and think through and you know I said there are there are philosophical questions when Chidi dives down into nihilism. Uh, in the Jeremy Barami episode, and he's just going off the guy. You want to talk to God? And he just reads off the, yeah. the Nietzsche quote. The Nietzsche yeah, quote yeah. And just and the guy just off. like was like, I, I just, just want wanted, to give you drugs. I'm trying to sell you drugs, <laughs> man. Like I fucking love Chidi's character so much. Like he's always anxious, which I can kind of relate to. The, um, I don't know if you've noticed, Sean, but I'm an anxious person. I have noticed, <laughs> but just the. You put the, the way, yeah, the, I, mean, I but I have felt like that. I have yeah. felt like something has been, and obviously not the point where I've been revealed that my entire existence is doomed, but I have, I have felt down completely and I've gone down into right. weird, weird points and seeing that on the screen, the way yes. it was and the way it's portrayed is you're like, he's not without, you yes. know, somebody can pull him out and that's, you know, and somebody yes. else is. And you see that over and over again. It's always good to have friends, especially that mm-hmm. you know can help with that. And it, I like that it shows that. Whenever I'm having a moment, I always text Sean. And even if he's not awake, the second he is, he comes by and he helps me. Yeah. Because he's a good friend. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> um. I think the old... Uh, the, the, uh, yes. <laughs> I'm here for you. The, um, <laughs> the growth of Michael is also the other thing that is yes. great for four seasons because... It, it, a demon that grows is a really interesting it is a, take. And, and I don't think I've ever really seen... I mean, there's obviously been some things where you have a villainous creature like a demon that grows, I think, in, in, in several other things, but I haven't seen a lot of it outside of anime. 
And that is where right. that... Because there's a lot of animes that deal with demons. And obviously wow, the, the Japanese that? idea of demons is very different than the American right. idea. You know, the, the, the Western idea of demons. So you see demons being good guys more often because it's not like, oh, they're from the pits of hell. They're just from, you know, another realm and things like that. So you see a lot. This is the first time in a, I really remember in American media seeing that transition. I know there are others. I know there are other supernatural shows that yes. have shown it. I'm pretty sure Supernatural had, has Probably. elements of it. But it's the first time I remember it. Uh, the original plays with that a little bit, which is something yeah. uh, in media that's something I've been watching for a little bit. Uh, it plays with the idea, but then it like it keeps going. But I'm really enjoying that show. I mean, but then Klaus just like anytime he seems like he's going to have a moment of growth, he just immediately goes back for some reason and I just like you. reverts. Yeah, I know. I warned you about Vampire Diaries. I, that's the problem with that I show. I know. Well, I didn't want to watch Vampire Diaries because I didn't want to deal with the love triangle and because they are never something that I actually like that I'm actually you know torn between because love triangles are always you know jerk that the girl has a history with and guy who just wants to treat her nice but is new and it's like why is there a struggle nice guy a jerk new Take is always better <laughs> okay Barney <laughs> um, but you know that actually is a good a good parallel of what The Good Place does great versus a show that doesn't is shows that don't evolve, don't grow, don't allow their characters and everything to um, to actually change and to change the narrative because they're afraid that people won't care get stuck and they get stale. It's why, guess what? I have maybe watched seven episodes of Supernatural and guess what? I got bored with a lot of it because it feels like it's never growing. From what I've heard it just repeats a lot. They go, to, they go to hell like 12 times. Yeah and that's that you know <laughs> I know people that love it and I'm, I'm not even saying it's a bad show it's just not right. because I get, I get bored with shows. My biggest complaint about Scrubs as we talked about is every character but JD grows. My biggest complaint about How I Met Your Mother is eventually everyone stops growing. Ted just and doesn't just, grow. Um, and, and that's a problem much. is Shows get so scared to try something new yes. because they have their audience. Oh, there's that funny. And it goes back to the bad days. You know, someone shows up on the set and there's a crowd clapping and everything and, and right. it's expected for the same lines. And shows that are willing to upset the balance and give us new things and allow our characters to grow, more of that is needed. And Good Place does a great job with it. So good job bringing up a show that doesn't at all any of the Vampire Diaries shows. <laughs> Uh, I like the legacies. Um, it's only like two seasons in so far, but so oh, far so they it's... haven't hit the point where they usually get stale. Yeah, season three. It's created by the same person who created uh, Vampire Diaries and the originals. She just continues creating like she's found her thing and she's sticking with it, which good for her. It's making her money. Yeah. Um, and they've attracted good good actors. And yeah, good players. there are some really good and actors in it. Um, it's I, yeah. It, right now, it hasn't really regressed too much. It will. I it, guarantee it will. It will. Vampire, Di Vampire Diaries Season 1 is actually legitimately really good TV. Season 2 starts to get a little boring, and then by Season 3 you're like, this again? I think I'm in and like Season it's, it's 2. CW, it's CW smut sometimes, but you know, uh, yeah, whatever. I, mean, I like CW smut sometimes. <laughs> as much as I hate to admit it, there's some sometimes CW Sometimes I like just... stupid high school-esque drama. Uh, yeah, even if it's not in a high school show. Yeah, right? And sometimes you just want to watch that, because you know what? Yeah. You need to. Like, the originals is good, but then, But like, I want Klaus, it to be a good show. Yes. Klaus, though, he's, like, he's the, one of the main characters, and it all centers, uh, centers mm -hmm. around the Michelsons. Mm -hmm. And Klaus, uh, again, I haven't seen the Vampire Diaries. I've seen all of the legacies, and I'm in the middle of watching the, uh, the originals. Klaus is from the Vampire Diaries, and I think Elijah is, too. 
Um, yeah, they, they probably they all are. are. Yeah, and Rebecca they probably is too. Yeah. So is Marcella, I would assume. Yes. Um, they all are. I yes. Think, yes. I yeah. know, there may be one or two new ones. And it, it's there's, been, uh, Haley Marshall might be new? Probably. I don't remember that name. Okay, I don't know. Um, she, we start off with her being pregnant, and that's how we start the show, uh, which is a big deal because Klaus got her pregnant. Um, but, like, he has vampire his... Vampire sperm doing its thing. Yeah. It's his uh, hybrid sperm, actually, because oh, yeah. that's what vampires are not supposed to. That's true. Um, but, like, he just... He has these moments where he's supposed... Where he could grow, and he looks like he's about to, and maybe he's in the midst of growing, and then he stops, and he reverts. And Elijah is constantly talking about how frustrated it is because for a thousand years he's been trying to make him grow, and he won't. And it's like, yeah, that's really obvious in the show. Like, only two seasons in, and I can already see that. And I haven't even seen any of what happens in the Vampire Diaries. Because at one point, Elijah says that he, like, held Klaus's heart in his hand and was going to kill him, but decided against it and wanted to give him another chance to grow. And, yeah. like, if, to get to that point, because Elijah is loyal to the T. He's mm-hmm. got a lot of patience for his siblings. I remember. Um, yeah, so, like, just, for him to get to that point, I can only imagine how frustrating it was in the show to watch. And then, like, if you go to the originals, and then Klaus still isn't growing, I'm already tired of him not growing. And that's... that's <laughs> a, it's, it's, it's not uncommon in shows. It's yeah. not uncommon, and... I think some of it is because people like normal. Yeah. We strive for normal. We strive for what we know, and things that rock the boat... Are frustrating. Why, you know, look at look at shows like The Office, for example. What does everyone say? The last few seasons are awful. I don't. I, I agree they're worse than there, but that's because they're so different. They're awful because they're different. Well, maybe you know, they're, with better writing at times, they could have been better. But it's not that they're different that why they are. Uh, you know, uh, we t- I talk all the time about the final season of Scrubs. Yeah. It's not awful because it's different. It's awful because they had a couple of other ideas that they didn't flesh out. But different isn't a bad thing. Changing things up. Making new things out of something. I don't need to sit down and watch a CBS procedural that's the same thing every week. Right. Even if it's done super well, I will get bored. Uh, you know, for example, everyone talks about Criminal Minds, you know, and a lot of people love that show. And it's well made, aside from the first couple of seasons I remember that I watched. My mom watched a lot, so I watched I, the first I couple like of seasons. I like the first season. They're not, they're not as well made, though. My yeah, thing is they're that's not true. As well it's made, a bit like, more boring than, yeah. like, later on. And it's a well-made show, and I could sit down and watch an episode and be like, that's a good show. I enjoyed that. I'm not going to sit down and binge watch it because I'm going to see the same thing every time. Yeah. A show has to, it has to really shake things up for me to really want to sit down and watch right. it eventually. And, yeah, obviously there's things that, you know... And this is, this is a big problem in anime a lot recently, especially the popular shows that just won't end or slash won't, won't finish up a story or go back and do a lot of things because they're, like, scared of what are the fans going to say? Oh, well, we're at this slot. We can't do this sort of thing and things like that. And so it's always refreshing to sit down and watch a show that's maybe it's only 15 episodes long. But if they tell their story in 15 episodes, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I like it when seasons do new things. Like, um, I think we talked about last week that I was, or maybe the week before that I'm watching, rewatching Sword Art Online. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people don't like the second season because it takes place in a different game. Well, mm-hmm. for the, like the third different game. Um, and it's called Gun Gale Online. And yes. he's, he, he's in a gun game now. And people don't like that. And they shit on that a lot. So then in the second half of the season, um, they go back to the second game that they were in in the first season, um, which is just magic. 
and it's just it's back to the same old thing mm -hmm. and it's just it's nothing new and i actually i enjoyed gundale because one it introduced new characters and new characters are always good to bring in and you know if you use the same people over and over um and you're not going anywhere with them then what's the point mm -hmm. um so it brought in new characters and it, it put kirito in a new position i think because he had to really adjust to this like um Sword Online, he was a beta tester, and then in the next game, Alfheim Online, it was similar enough to Sword Online that there was very little adjustment that he actually had to do. And he didn't even have to do any leveling up, because he got all his levels from Sword Online, they crossed over. Um, so he didn't have to, like, you know, grow any mm -hmm. in that game. It, he, he was already comfortable. The only thing he really had to adjust to was flying. Um, but Gungale Online was, like, completely new, and he had to adjust to that completely. I mean, he still used, like, a lightsaber instead of a gun, but, you know, people are stuck in their ways. I would have done the same, not gonna lie. If that was an option, I would have definitely picked a lightsaber over a gun any day. <laughs> I like swords. <laughs> Fair. I think the big thing for shows is just staying fresh. Yes. And... Maybe that means the viewer will drop for a little bit. Maybe you make a mistake in a show and it's you know it's not as good for a season and you have to try to adjust, or even just a couple of episodes and do things. But I always will applaud trying something a little different. Um, for example, um, I love Arrested Development, season one, two, and three. Michael Sears on that, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. One of the smartest shows. Season four, I still say is good because it's very different. It's very different. They couldn't have the actors in a lot of places. It's done out of timelines. It's weird. It's strange. And it's not as good. But they did at least try something. And they tried to do something different. Because honestly, bringing it... Because it was a 10-year, 12-year gap between 3 and 4, I think it was. Because it came back... It was one of the first Netflix originals. Right. I, I remember back. that. Yeah. Uh, and um, if they had just done the same thing and repeated the same thing, you know, honestly... It may have been like, oh, wow, that's nostalgia too on there, but I, I'm glad they tried something different to do something. Right. Shows should always be trying, and movies as well, shaking themselves up. We don't need the same thing repeated every time. Uh, you know, this is, I think, one of the big complaints that comes when you talk about the MCU is the same movie over and over again. So just, even if you're doing the same formula, yes. you can still shake things up in the formula, and I think more of the recent movies have done more of a good shake-up in certain things. But Some of them, yeah. yeah. Like Captain Marvel, Thor Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok is Black Panther, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of those. They did, you do something just a little bit different and it stays fresh. You don't have to change the whole formula. No. But again, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate on something for trying something different. Right. I don't hate Batman v Superman because it tried to be different. I hate it because <laughs> it didn't do that different thing well. Right. Uh, and I think that's important to look at in a lot of things because cliched can be good, it can be bad. Different can be good or in bad. Right. But I would rather see the different than the cliched because it, it doesn't mean it's going to be good. Right. And the cliche, if it's cliche, it doesn't mean it's going to be bad. I love cliches, but after a certain point, I don't want to see them unless there's a new take on them. Like, you know, I could watch, you know, this uh, same rom-com 12 times, or, like, I could watch the lesbian version of it, you know? <laughs> like, the same tropes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's just a bit of a damn it. <laughs> it's just a bit of a different take. Like if you're gonna use a cliche, I think you need to just mix it up a little bit because yes, cliches are fun. Like if you ever done a cliche in real life, they're fun as hell. Like they just they are. But sometimes you just, it, especially in media, when you see all that thing over and over again, you need to shake it up. So yeah, everyone check out the Good Place. Yeah. Three seasons are on Netflix. That's right. That's Season funny. four is coming out soon on Netflix. If not, yeah. you know, it is available on DVD slash Amazon to order if you want to watch season four, but 
Watch The Good Place. It is... I have not met somebody who's watched it who regretted watching it. I've, I know a few people who didn't like, were like, well, that's okay, you know, and things like that. But I think everyone's like, I, at least that's something new. I've never seen something right. like that. Uh, and it, it, got, it got to tell its story. It got as many seasons as it was really hoping for. Uh, I mean, they probably could have tried to extend it. But even you, you can feel a little bit of, in season three, a little bit of like, all right, where are they going with this? Right, few, yeah. There's a few points where it kind of like, it, it bows a little bit. And season four... It'll kick. It kicks right back into it, and and, and it. Oh, we started this off with saying a character was like me. We never explained which character. That's fine. Okay. Your goal, everybody, if you watch the Good Place, is to find which character is which, Christina, which, yeah, and which then DM her on her yeah. Twitter page, okay, or whatever, okay, and let her know out. that you found the character. Yeah. Tell me which character it is. I'll tell you if you're right. And Christina will send you one bajillion dollars. I do not have that money. I will send you a gif of a frog. <laughs> the bridge, the doorman. <laughs> it says, "Do not duplicate. Can't duplicate it. Can't duplicate it." He oh. goes into the good place and he's like, "Smells like frogs." Okay, I'm out. Uh, uh, as I expected, that was going to be our our topic that we basically talked about because oh yeah, for I sure. Spent, There's a lot to I talk about with that one. Thirty hours of my week watching it. It was going to be the thing we talked about. Uh, Sean's life anyone that watches it, sitcoms. Uh, I will again suggest on uh, wherever you get your podcast, Good Place the Podcast is insight. You get a lot of insight into how TV shows are made, ideas that they came up with. When Michael Schur is talking, it's hilarious because he basically came up with the idea of the Good Place in the night when he was just reading all the more. He read a couple moral philosophy books and just came up with the idea and then was like, I have this great idea and just started pitching it to people. Oh, valid. Uh, and so. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Hey. It's good stuff. Uh, we don't have a ton of time left here today, so I think we should have a fun topic to end the night. Okay, what is your fun topic My to end fun the night? topic for the end of the night is let's discuss one of the treasures that both of us love, oh. and that is the movie... Scott Pilgrim versus the world. <laughs> I love that movie. I wasn't sure where he was going with it. Okay. Favorite movie of all time. The best movie I have ever watched. It is so much fun. I love it so much. The music is fun to listen to. Like, um, you can listen to, like, the actors' versions, or you can listen to, like, the official versions because they don't have the actors sing them on the soundtrack. Either way, they're amazing and wonderful. Sean, you got me off of love this topic. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> just I love it so much this actually Sean knows this fun fact but I watched this movie when I was nine years old because that's when it came out mm -hmm. and um it was probably one of my first like moments of like gay awakening it wasn't like a full gay awakening where I like saw Brie Larson was like oh I'm gay but like up until that like, point hmm. I didn't like characters that were mean or evil but then I like watched Brie Larson and I was like you know for some reason I just like her I don't know why but I just think she's Neat. Like, hmm. Ladies, <laughs> I'm kind of into it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know what it is about her, but I just think she's neat. Um, I think... Which, and this recently found out she was 19. <laughs> like, compare yeah. Brie Larson at 19 versus me at 19. Yikes. I mean, she plays a high school kid in uh, 21 and Jump Street, uh, which came out only, I, think, I think, yeah, two I, years later, I think. I don't think I've watched that, but... It's really funny. Okay. It's, it's stupid, but it is super funny. Okay. Uh, but 
I thought it'd be fun just to talk about Scott Pilgrim for, you know, a few minutes and things like I, that. Because I will always talk about it's Scott It's a movie Pilgrim. that I think... Honestly, all the songs in that movie that are bops. Anyone can sit down and watch and take something away from it. Fair. Uh, and which is weird for a movie that's about video games and beating up evil exes. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> and things, but I think it's something that anyone is said. Anyone can walk away with it. I will hit you with my mystical powers. Mystical powers. If he like launches into a song, cracks me up. I so I know all the lyrics to every song. I'm in that sure. Movie. Christina's a little bit obsessed with this movie, I and I, that is kind of why I thought it'd be a fun thing here because I know how much you love it. I uh, it's a great movie. <laughs> favorite, favorite evil X. Ooh. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's Indy, isn't it? If he's not, okay, so that's, 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 that's Scott's it, ex. Yeah, if he's Scott's ex, if we're going, if we're including Scott's ex, it's definitely Amy Adams. You're <laughs> right. No, we're not going to include Scott's ex. We're not ex. including Scott's ex. Probably Chris Evans, because I, he cracks me up. Maybe, maybe Todd, Evil X number three, played by Brandon Ralph, but I, I gotta go with Evil X number two, Chris Evans. I think Chris Evans' um, character is uh, whatever. The, the, the famous actor who was a famous skateboarder, or he was a pretty good skateboarder, and now he's a pretty good actor, and he's filming a, a movie in Toronto. <laughs> the uh, Did you see that uh, when they did the watch-along, that uh, somebody work, somebody yeah. tweeted out like fake posters that they made of his and to Edgar Wright and Edgar was like those are amazing. You know, I hadn't like, seen those. I was at work when that tweet along was happening, so I didn't get to see as much of it as I wanted. I tried to catch up later, but there was so much that they were tweeting about. Um, I don't think people fully appreciate how well that movie is directed, and so Edgar Wright is one of the best directors we have, simply because he has a background in. Uh, Music videos. Okay. And everything is to music. Every one of his movies, every edit works and flows to movie to music. Whether it's uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, World? Not World's End, it's the other one. Uh, the other one about the end of the world that came out around the same time, that not as many people saw that ends that trilogy. Then, obviously, Baby Driver and Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. And everything he does... Music is important always to it. You know, how that opening scene in Baby Driver is just... Uh, but in Scott Pilgrim, I think it is his best editing job and work of so, cutting things and so working well. together with everything. I have one of my favorite quotes. Staging scenes. Yes. One of my favorite quotes from Scott Pilgrim is um, Anna Kendrick. And, like, I haven't heard her talk a lot about this movie. But just, like, uh, I think it was in her book. And the only thing she even said about it was, while filming this movie, I was like, what is happening? This is just going to be so weird. And just, like, that was her. Like, she didn't know how it was going to end up. And she was like, this is just so weird. And then, yeah, it's such a well-done movie. It's so good. The amount of <laughs> young talent that has gone on oh, to yeah. do stuff. Uh, now, obviously, you know, uh, Brandon Alton had already been Superman. Yes. You know, uh, Thomas Jane had already been Punisher and a couple of other there things. There are a lot of superheroes. Yeah, had already movie. been things like uh, that. I think yeah. Chris Evans was already, um, he'd already been uh, Flay... The human he'd already torch. been Human Torch. Yeah. Uh, he also was in that uh, that other comic book movie that is forgotten, that DC comic book that had him. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and I, a lot of other... I, I love the thing recently, though, that. of the women from Scott Pilgrim going on to do superhero movies like Brie Larson and Captain Marvel, Mary Elizabeth Winston as Huntress and Birds of Prey. Love it. you got Aubrey <laughs> Plaza <laughs> yeah. on there. You've got... Uh, Allison Pill, who yeah. has gone on to be great in Star Trek Picard. Yeah. Uh, you've got, uh, uh, I can't think of her name, but she is the, the lesbian ex. 
Oh, uh, uh, I, I know her name in the movie, yeah. but I don't know her yeah. name in real life. But she, it was she's Roxy in Arrested in Development. Movie. She went on and was both her and Allison Pill were in the show Parenthood. Like I watched the movie. I remember her in that. Yeah, they they the cast is is an amazing thing. Oh yeah. Uh, but from like, I think at some point we need to have like a Lesbros watch along where everybody watches Scott. I would love that. <laughs> maybe we set up a Discord channel and people can join okay. in and we can yes. have fun. Uh, that might be that would make up fun, like day. Uh, but I thought since we talked about a great show, uh, talk about talk my about favorite Pilgrim. movie of all time. Uh, I mean that okay. that show is that Wait, movie question. is perfectly worth it for one thing. The one thing. Okay. Is Scott here? <laughs> he just left. <laughs> he just out the window. Yeah, he just and left. Just, and the comic books are so good too. I don't know if you read them, but they're <laughs> they're really good. Um, I used okay. to sit in Hastings and read them. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I got all of mine from Hastings. I don't think I have all of them though. I need to like get the rest of them. But okay, so you've heard all the song soundtrack, I would assume. Favorite song from the soundtrack? It's been a long time since I've seen you know, <laughs> the titles of any of them. But oh, okay. I do, love, I do love anything the Envy Adams, the, the, uh, oh, the songs. Oh, the... Black Sheep, <laughs> uh, by Metric. Yeah, yes. that stuff's good. But yeah. even just simple soundtrack pieces are really good oh, yeah. in that. Oh, the uh, fight oh, yeah. scene where he, uh, when he goes the second time mm-hmm. to fight uh, uh, at the end... Uh, after he's the power of Scott earned the power of self-respect. I think the thing is that in the comics, you get a long period of time where he learns to be a good, better person. Yes. And in the movie, it is, he's a good person now, you know, and it, 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 it goes. He but, dies it, and then he's but, like, oh yeah. <laughs> but even though it's rushed, it feels believable yes. because he has been through this shit. You're just like, oh yeah, these things, ba- his head was bashed in enough times. He's like. Maybe he's I'm he's the realizing problem. where he went Maybe wrong. Maybe I'm the problem. Uh, and so it's time to break out the L word, Scott lesbian. The other L word, Scott lesbian. I'm in lesbian with you. <laughs> I love that. I scene. said lesbian. <laughs> I said lesbian. Um, there's a lot of great things. Uh, I mean, the fact that the movie opens with whatever the year is, that Scott Pilgrim was dating a, a high, high schooler. <laughs> and then they were like, Scott, you're dating a high schooler. I fucking love that. If you're fa- what In the faraway mean? land of Toronto, Canada. What is the line if, if, if you're, fa- what is it? If you had a fa- your face. Oh, of- if you're, Something had a face. A face, I'd punch it. it. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember what it was. Maybe your ego. She has face? some of the best. She has oh some God. of the best lines. Scott, you're the salt of the earth. Hey, thanks. Continues playing the bass. I meant scum of the earth. Well, thank you. <laughs> Just continues playing. We will call you Neil now. You'll no longer be young Neil. <laughs> we will call you Neil. That's young Neil. I'm young Neil. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's funny. I, mean, I, I would recommend watching any Edgar Wright movie. He is really good and it is sad that we did not get his ant-man movie even though ant-man's a good movie it's sad that we did not get yeah. his ant-man movie he worked hard on the script and like yeah yeah uh but we got baby driver later which yeah i which think is a, it's, it's, it's a, a great good movie. movie yeah i enjoyed it's that hard movie. to go back and watch though because of kevin spacey yeah i have i watched it once and then kevin spacey and then yeah. i just haven't watched it since i've watched it three times <laughs> I just One of the last times I got to celebrate my anniversary before my wife divorced me, oh. we went to Baby Driver. Oh no. I remember that was uh, one, of the, if one of, if not the first movie that I watched at the movie theater. And I was 16 and like I was waiting for my parents to come pick me up and they wouldn't be off work for a while. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to get a ticket to Baby Driver because it's starting and it looks interesting. And you came up and you were like, what are you watching? And I was like, oh, Baby Driver. And you're like, you're a baby. You can't watch that. <laughs> and then you let me go anyways because you didn't actually care. You're but I just remember you saying that. Like, you're a baby. You can't. 
I mean, you were a baby. I was a you baby. Still are. But I mean, it happens. But uh, <laughs> that, it's hard to go back and watch Kevin Spacey movies now. Yeah. Despite and it, you know, it sucks that his actions of being just a trash bag human have ruined one of the best actors. <laughs> Out of principle, and, I don't think I've watched a Kevin Spacey movie since then. And I don't think I have either. And I have, like, I loved Kevin Spacey as a as an actor, you know. And so that one was one of those. Your idols suck, everybody. Everyone, everyone who uh, idolizes. The thing is, is you can't idolize people. You put them up on a pedestal, and they're they just suck. going to fall. Um, okay. I don't think, no matter where you put him. Okay, yeah, he sucked no matter what. Yes, but if you only if you put actors and celebrities on these pedestals no matter what they are going to disappoint you they cannot live up to your standards um paramore in their song in their album after laughter um, uh they have a song called idol worship and um Haley williams basically is like i'm not i can't be what you want me to be please stop idolizing me and like it is a powerful song i love that song i love that band um i don't know much about their like real lives i think she's doing some solo work now pretty sure um, but yeah, like, it's a good band. I just, I love their music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's my little thing about music today. Where can they find you, Christina? You can find me. At, I don't know why I've done so many rock and roll signs today. Because I you drove can... Scott Pilgrim and you're in a rock and roll mood. You know, I was doing them before that, too, but yes. You knew Scott Pilgrim was coming. I, I, I could feel it in my soul. Um, so you can find me at okayorwhatever on twitter.com, okay spelled out. And you can find uh, what Sean. Nobody have DMing. You? Oh, DM. Oh yeah, Christina. DM me if you watch the Good Place and you figure out who I am or who I most like. Tell me, and then if you're right, you're gonna give up a frog. You can also DM Christina about Scott Pilgrim at any point. Yes, please DM me about Scott Pilgrim. I will love you. For- Especially if you're a porn bot. No, give me a message request that isn't a porn bot. I've gotten legit twenty in the past two weeks, and I don't know why. Sometimes I'll get like three at one time, and I'm like, oh, someone's messaging me, and then it's just. Porn bots. They should just be like, I heard you like Scott Pilgrim. Click this link. You're like, click, click. viruses. Uh, yeah, I'd fall uh, for that. Uh, you can find Sean Darth and Sean. porn bot him. Nope, I've got enough there. You can find me at DarthSean6311. Uh, you can find our Lesbros account at Lesbros Gaming. That's also where you can find us on the YouTubes. We will be. Uh, so old. Sean. I am. I am. I gotta embrace my age sometimes. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're 87 years of age. We will have uh, more of the same this week. More Final Fantasy. More Life is Strange, uh, as well as you know, Last of Us, Uncharted, Evie uh, stuff edited in. Then I am working on hopefully a little fun project that'll come in in another short, uh, kind of like the Layers of Christina's Fears uh, mm. from Layers playthrough. I don't even know about this. I know. I surprise you with it when I finish it. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, but I'm, I'm working on maybe a, uh, might be a little kind of like trailer from one of the playthroughs. So we'll cool. see how that goes. Uh, we'll Lovely. see. Test my editing skills. Yeah. That might come this week. Maybe next week. Maybe the week after. We'll maybe see. never. We'll see how long Sean works on that. But uh, but yeah. Uh, and I'll, you know, wherever you're, you're listening to this, like us. You know, if it's over on SoundCloud, follow us. If it's uh, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Give us those five star reviews. Let us know what you think. You can also DM Christina there. You know, you can you can leave a comment. Go five yeah, star review. If you want to go to my DMs and be like, "Yo, your podcast sucks," I'll accept it because you're not a porn bot. <laughs> Getting now tired of this them, Sean. Calm down. <laughs> click this link. To see. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of good stuff coming down. Uh, 
we hope everyone is staying safe. Uh, and uh, yeah, stay safe this week. Uh, do good. Yeah. Do good this week. Help others out. And we will uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.